Section 09 of the Elements of Botany. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by J.E.D. Klein. The Elements of Botany by William Rushenberger, Lesson 6, Part 2. Phanerogamous Plants. This great division of the vegetable kingdom comprises all plants that bear flowers and are multiplied by means of true seeds. They are also called cotyledonous plants because the embryo or germ contained in the seed is always provided with one or more cotyledons, organs which serve as depots of food for the nourishment of the young plant during the first part of its existence and are not found in the cryptogamia. Vessels as well as cellular tissue always enter into the composition of these plants, and for this reason, botanists sometimes designate them under the name of vascular plants. They are divided, as we stated before, into two groups, the monocotyledons and dicotyledons. Monocotyledonous plants. The most remarkable characteristics of the organization of plants of this division are First, the existence of a single cotyledon in the seed, a circumstance which corresponds with a particular mode of germination. Second, the existence of an endogenous stem, that is, a stem in which the new fibers do not form concentric layers around the old, but are arranged in scattered bundles. Third, the arrangement of the nerves of the leaves is almost always parallel, as in Indian corn. Fourth, the existence of a single floral envelope called perianth or gloom, which takes the place of calyx and corolla. These plants are also distinguished from the dicolodons by their aspect and by some other characters. We place in this group the graminae, palmaceae, asparaginae, lilacae, arcisae, pridae, orchidae, and several other natural families. The family of graminae, grasses, belongs to the class of monocotyledons, with stamens inserted below the ovary, named for this reason, monohypogynia from the Greek monos, single, hupo below, and gun, woman, metaphorically pistil, that is, having the stamens fixed below the ovary. They are for the most part herbaceous plants, their stem, which is cylindrical and ordinarily hollow, presents at different points knots from which the leaves arise. It is called a culm, or straw. The flowers are generally united in a spike or in panicles. Their ovary is simple, and the seed, sometimes naked, and sometimes furnished with an envelope named gloom, is composed of an albumen or farinaceous perisperm, having a lateral pit near its base which lodges the embryo. It is this perisperm which renders many of these plants so useful by furnishing to man an abundant and wholesome article of food, flour, and meal, etc. This family is composed of a great many genera, among which are wheat, rye, barley, oats, maize, Indian corn, rice, and sugar cane, as well as bamboo and reeds. We also place in this family different herbs, 
which constitute the bottom grass of all natural prairies, such as fescue, alipecarus, from the Greek alipex, a fox, and aura, tail, foxtail, timothy, festica, meadowgrass, and darnel, or terror, common wheat, triticum, the most important of all the grasses, is an herbaceous annual plant with a stem, comb, four or five feet high, furnished with some leaves, which is terminated by a spike composed of flowers united in groups of from three to six called spikelets, in a common envelope, which consists of two scales bearing the common name of gloom. Each flower bears three stamens enclosed between two unequal paliae, from the Latin paliae, chaff, and the external of which often but not always terminates in a long beard or barb called on. The seed is oval, larger than that of most other grasses, convex on one side, and on the other hollowed by a longitudinal groove. On an average, there are 40 seeds on each spike. It is filled by a white, farinaceous substance, chiefly consisting of fecula, and a peculiar substance named gluten. These two substances, crushed by a millstone, constitute the flour which we use for making bread. Fecula consists of minute grains filled with a matter of gummy consistence, which, by the action of heat and various chemical agents, burst and permit their contents to escape. This is the reason why, when we boil fecula in water, it suddenly thickens and becomes paste. Gluten is a very elastic substance, which may be separated from fecula by washing wheat flour wrapped in a cloth under a stream of water for some time. Wheat is sown at two different periods, in the autumn and in the spring. The first is called winter or fall wheat, and the second spring wheat. The season of the harvest varies according to the climate. There is a species of wheat called spelt, the seeds of which are not separated from their envelope by thrashing, and still another called dog or couch grass, having a long spreading root, which is very injurious on account of the rapidity with which it overspreads wheat fields. Common rye, cycale, very much resembles wheat, but it never has more than two flowers joined in the same gloom and forming a spikelet. It is said to have come originally from the Levant, but is cultivated in the United States and all parts of Europe. It succeeds better than wheat in cold countries and in dry and arid soils. It is sown earlier than the other cereals and generally flowers in the month of May, and it is usually gathered 15 or 20 days before the wheat, generally in the month of July. Rye flour is not so white as that of wheat, but is used for the same purposes. Barley, Hordium is distinguished from the preceding species by its simple compact spike, formed of spikelets of a single flower, arranged three and three. Its height does not exceed two or three feet. It is the easiest of the cereals to cultivate and the most rapid in its development. But barley flour is even less nourishing than rye. What is called pot barley is made by grinding off the husk and pearl barley is made by carrying the operation so far as to produce roundness of the grains. Malt is the chief purpose for which barley is cultivated in Great Britain and the United States.
in order to understand the process of malting, it may be necessary to observe that the cotyledons of a seed before a young plant is produced are changed by the heat and moisture of the earth into sugar and mucilage. Malting is only an artificial mode of effecting this object by steeping the grain in water and fermenting it in heaps and then arresting its progress toward becoming a plant by kiln drying it in order to take advantage of the sugar in the distillation of spirits or fermentation for beer. Oats, Avena, has its flowers arranged in an open panicle composed of multiflora spikelets hanging on their pedicles. The seeds adhere to the gloom and are oblong and acute. They are much used as food for horses. Oats are sown in the autumn or spring and are gathered from the middle of July to the first of September. The flour, called oatmeal, is also made into bread and forms what is termed groats by grinding off the husk. Rice, Risa, also has flowers arranged in a panicle, but the spikelets are uniflorous. It is an annual plant and delights most in low humid situations and even in inundated places. Its comb rises three or four feet high and its leaves are very long. It is originally from India. It is cultivated in Italy, but Asia, Africa, and America furnish most. Carolina rice is considered amongst the very best. It constitutes the principal article of diet of all the nations of the East. Maize, or Indian corn, zea, from the Greek zeb, I live, is also an herbaceous annual grass. Its fibrous roots give rise to one or more stems five or six feet high, the summit of which bears a panicle nearly a foot long, formed of male flowers in great numbers on several spikes. The female flowers are very numerous, sessile, attached upon a common axis in the axle of the superior leaves. The grains are rounded, of the size of a common pea, ordinarily of a yellow color, compressed one against the other, and arranged longitudinally in six or eight rows. This plant is originally from America, but was long ago introduced into Europe, and is cultivated in all the south of France, Spain, and Italy and is used as food both for men and many domestic animals. Sugarcane, saccharum, also belongs to the family of Grandinae. Its white silky flowers, all of which are hermaphrodite, are arranged in fasciculated spikes with two flowers at each articulation. Its stem, which is from eight to twelve feet high, is full of sweet juice, which, being compressed and evaporated by boiling, yields sugar. It grows in the East and West Indies, United States, South America, and South Sea Islands. The cane in the West Indies is propagated by cuttings from the root end, planted in hills or trenches in spring or autumn, something in the manner of hops. The cuttings take root at the joints underground, and from those above send up shoots, which, in from 8 to 14 months, are from 6 to 10 feet long, and fit to cut down for the mill. A plantation lasts from six to ten years. Sugar mills are merely iron rollers placed vertically or horizontally, between which the canes are passed and repassed. The juice thus squeezed out is collected and boiled with quicklime, which imbibes a superfluous acid, which otherwise would impede crystallization. Impurities are skimmed off, 
and the boiling is continued till a thick syrup is produced, when the whole is cooled and granulated in shallow vessels of earthenware, which permit the molasses, a part that will not granulate, to drain off. It is now the brown or raw sugar of commerce. A further purification is effected by dissolving it in water, boiling, skimming, adding lime, and clarifying from the oily or mucilaginous parts by adding blood or eggs, which incorporate with them and form a scum. When boiled to a proper consistency, it is put into unglazed earthen vessels of a conical shape, with a hole at the apex, but placed in an inverted position, and the base, after the sugar is poured in, covered with clay. When thus drained of its impurities, it is taken out of the mold, wrapped in paper, and dried or baked in a closed oven. It is now the loaf sugar of the shops, and according to the number of operations it undergoes, is called single or double refined. The operation of refining is seldom or never performed by the growers, but forms a separate branch of business. Sugar candy is formed by dissolving loaf sugar in water over a fire, boiling it to a syrup, and then exposing it to crystallize in a cool place. When crystallized upon strings put into the syrup, it is called rock candy. This is the only sugar esteemed in the East. Barley sugar is a syrup from the refuse of sugar candy, hardened in cylindrical molds. Rum is distilled from the fermented juice of sugar water. The bamboo, bambusa, from the Indian name bambos, an arborescent plant of the equatorial regions, also belongs to the family of graminae. The bamboo is applied to a great variety of purposes. In India it is used for building houses and bridges, for masts, for boats, for making boxes, baskets, cups, mats, tables, chairs, fences, paper, and a variety of other purposes. And the tops of the tender shoots are, in the West Indies, pickled. It grows about 40 feet high. The genus Bambusa belongs to the class Exandria, order Monogynia of Linnaeus. The family of palms, Palmaceae, is composed of monocytledons with perigynous stamens. The stem, which is cylindrical and resembles a column, is crowned by a fasciculus of large leaves. We have already spoken of its structure. Their flowers, which are generally unisexual, form catkins or a great bunch called raceme. The fruit is a fleshy or fibrous droop containing a very hard, bony nut. Nearly all these large, beautiful trees belong to the intertropical regions. Many of them furnish the inhabitants of the countries in which they grow naturally. Wholesome and pleasant food. The date tree and the coconut yield excellent fruits. The cabbage tree palm bears a terminal bud which may be compared to our common cabbage, and several other species yield a fecula named sago. By incision into the spathe at the top of the stems of some, a saccharine liquor, termed sweet toddy, is procured, which when fermented constitutes palm wine, and yields by distillation arrack, or rack. The date tree, phoenix, the great name of the date, furnishes a great part of the diet of the inhabitants of Arabia and part of Persia. They make a conserve of it with sugar, and even grind the hard stones in their hand mills for their camels. The leaves are manufactured into baskets, bags, brushes, etc., 
and the stem is used in building, and another part of the plant is made into rope and rigging for small vessels. The palms of scripture are the leaves of the date tree. The genus Calamus, from the Greek Kalmos, a reed, furnishes the several species of rattan canes, whose flexible stems when split are woven into chair bottoms. The family is Asphodelae, or Asperginae, belongs to the class of Monopergonae, and is composed of herbaceous plants with fibrous roots, the fruit of which is a capsule with three cells, or a globular berry. Common asparagus, the young shoots of which are eaten, is the type of this group. The family of Lytosae is also placed in the class of Monopergonae. It is composed of plants with bulbous or fibrous roots, and a stem or a shaft, generally naked. The leaves are sessile or sheathing. Several species of this family are remarkable from having flowers with a colored calyx, such as the lilies, tulips, hyacinths, tuberoses, imperials, etc. The family of Amaryllidae or Narcissae and the family of Eridae belong on the contrary to the Monoepigynia. Among the first is the common Narcissus, the Agave Americana, and among the second, the Iris Florentina, which furnishes orris root, and the Crocus sativus, which has long, orange-colored stigmas, which, when dried, form saffron. The plants of the family of Eridae are herbaceous, under shrubs, with fibrous or bulbous roots. Generally their flowers are large, beautiful, and variegated in different colors. Dicotyledonous plants. The plants of this division are chiefly characterized, first, by the existence of an embryo with two cotyledons. Sometimes, however, we find three or even more. Second, by the internal organization of the stem, all parts of which are arranged in concentric layers, the growth of which is exogenous. Third, by the arrangement of the leaves, the nerves of which are ramified. Fourth, by the very frequent presence of both a calyx and a corolla, etc. They are divided into four groups, the apetalae, monopetalae, polypetalae, and dicotylinae. Apetalus dicotyledons. This group of dicotyledonous plants is characterized by the absence of a corolla, or at least of a double floral envelope, for the perianth as often resembles the corolla as a calyx. We place it in the Aristocalae, Loridinae, etc. The family of Aristolochia, birthwort, from the Greek Erisos, excellent, and Lochos, female, because it was supposed to be excellent for females in particular conditions, is composed of twinning plants with epigynous stamens, with alternate and internal leaves, some species of which are cultivated in gardens. The common Aristolochia, for example. The Aristolochia serpentaria, Virginia snake root, belongs to this family. The family of Laurinae, from the Latin, Laurus, the laurel or bay tree, belongs to the class of Peristaminae, from the Greek peri, around, and stamen, and is composed of trees or shrubs with persistent leaves and fleshy fruit. The type of the family is the laurels, one species of which, the laurel of Apollo, is originally from Greece, 
and was used by the ancients for decorating the crowns of their conquerors. Cinnamon is the bark of another species of laurel which grows in India, and camphor is derived from another tree of the same genus. We will also mention in this class the family of Chenopurei, from the Greek chen, a goose, and pus, foot, goose foot, because we find in it one of the plants which at present occupies a good deal of attention among agriculturalists, especially in France, namely the sugar beet. This plant, originally from the southern parts of Europe, is annual or biennial. It has a spindle-shaped, fleshy root, sometimes as thick as one's leg, which contains a considerable quantity of sugar, precisely like that of the sugar cane. The leaves of the sugar beet constitute an abundant and wholesome food for cattle, but it is especially cultivated in France for its sugar. Monopetalus decotyledons this division, which is much more numerous than the preceding, is characterized by having a corolla distinct from the calyx, and composed of a single piece. In it we place the solanae, primulaceae, jasminae, labiae, synlanthiae, rubiceae, etc. The family of solanae is composed of monopetalous dicotyledonous plants with hypogynous stamens, the flowers of which have a monocephalous persistent calyx with five lobes, a regular corolla divided into from four to five lobes, four or five stamens, and a style bearing a stigma with two lobes, the fruit of which is a capsule or berry containing a great many seeds, and the leaves are commonly alternate. Most of the solanae contain a narcotic, stupefying substance, which sometimes renders them very dangerous. Tobacco, henbane, stramonium, Jamestown weed, are of this kind. We find it even in the leaves of the common nightshade, and the solanum tuberosum. This last plant, the stem of which is herbaceous, and the flowers white or slightly violet, has at irregular intervals on its long fibrous roots large tubers which are ordinarily rounded or oblong, which contain an immense quantity of fecula, and are known under the name of potatoes. The potato is originally from America, growing at this time wild in Mexico and Peru, and was first introduced to Europe by Sir Walter Raleigh about the year 1587, who carried it to England, whence it was soon spread upon the continent. It is now cultivated in almost every part of the world. This plant may be reproduced and multiplied in two ways, namely by the seed, or by the development of the root buds or eyes which we see on the surface of the tubers. By sowing the seed we obtain a great variety, but the multiplication by the root buds produces, without any alteration in the form of color, potatoes like those from which the tubercles were taken. This last mode of culture is most generally used, and to succeed, it is only necessary to place entire tubers in the ground. We may divide them into several pieces, provided each fragment has one or more root buds upon it, for the development of which the feculent matter of the potato furnishes the nourishment. In those countries where frosts are feared in the spring, these vegetables are planted about the month of April, and gathered towards the end of October, 
A sandy and rich soil suits them best. In moist clay land they become pasty. By the ordinary method of cultivation, the potato yields but seven or eight for one. But by hoeing the stems, that is, by heaping up the earth to a certain height around them, we obtain twelve or thirteen for one, and we are assured that by bedding and covering them with earth, the product may be increased to sixty for one. Tobacco, Nicotiniana tobaccum, is a plant of the genus Nicotiana, which is a native of America. It is actively cultivated for its large leaves, the uses of which are known by everybody. Introduced into the stomach, it acts as a poison, and the smoke it yields when burnt commonly excites nausea and giddiness in persons not accustomed to it. But they may become readily habituated to its use, which, either in the form of snuff, cigars, or smoking and chewing tobacco, has become almost universal. It is now cultivated in France, and in most countries of Europe, and several parts of India, as well as in various parts of America. It is sown about the month of March, and about the middle of July they begin to gather the leaves. This harvest continues into the period of frost which the plant does not resist, and after drying the leaves thus obtained, and having removed from them the large nerves, or stems, they are sprinkled with salt and water, and for a certain time permitted to ferment. The tobacco for smoking is then coarsely cut up, and exposed to a moderate heat which curls it. Tobacco for snuff is cut into strips which are pressed into masses which are afterwards reduced to powder by a mill. Belladonna, Atropa belladonna, is another plant of the family Solanae which is also very poisonous. It is common under walls and in the woods. Its stem is branching three or four feet high and slightly hairy. Its leaves are large, ovate, acuminate and diffuse a disagreeable odor. Its corolla, in form of an elongated bell, has five lobes, is of a dull red. Its fruit is fleshy, about the size of a cherry, at first green, then reddish, and lastly black. It then resembles a black heart cherry. Its taste is insipid, but this fruit is extremely poisonous. The henbane, Hyosiamus, Bittersweet Dulcearma, and several other plants of the same family are also active poisons. The family of Jasminae, also, belongs to the class of the Hypocorolae, and is composed of trees and shrubs with, commonly, opposite leaves. The corolla of the flower has four or five lobes, but only two stamens. We place in it the jasmine, olive, ash, etc. The olive, Olea europae is a tree originally from Asia Minor and the south of Europe, now extensively cultivated in the southern departments of France. In the east it grows from 40 to 50 feet high, but in France it rarely exceeds 25. It is extremely long-lived. Its leaves are opposite, lanceolate, of a bronze-green color above, and whitish below. Its flowers are small and arranged in little clusters. Its fruit is a fleshy oval droop, containing a nut with a single seed. A symbol of peace and consecrated to Minerva, this tree was an object of a species worship among the Greeks, and its destruction was prohibited under severe penalty. It is still cultivated with care, 
but for other reasons, its fruit and its oil. Olive, or sweet oil, may be said to form the cream and butter of Spain and Italy. Olive oil is made by crushing the fruit to a paste, then pressing it through a woolen bag, adding hot water as long as any oil is produced. The oil is afterwards skimmed off the water and put in tubs, barrels, and bottles for use. Pickled olives are prepared from unripe fruit by repeatedly steeping them in water, to which quicklime or any alkaline substance is sometimes added to shorten the operation. Afterwards, they are soaked in pure water, and then taken out and bottled in salt and water, with or without an aromatic. Spanish olives differ from the French in consequence of being prepared from ripe fruit. The ash, Fraxinus, is among the largest and most beautiful forest trees. It delights in a humid, light soil. Its wood, which is white, longitudinally veined and very pliant, is much employed in carriage building, etc. The manna ash, or round-leaf ash, Fraxinus ornus, which grows in Calabria, and on the coast of Africa, permits a sugar-like substance to exude through its bark, which hardens in the air and is known under the name of manna. Family of Lapiatae belongs to the same division as the preceding. These plants, which are almost all herbaceous, have a square stem and a tubular corolla divided into two lips, one of which is superior to the other. The fruit is composed of four monospermous achenems enclosed in a persistent calyx, and the leaves are sessile and opposite. Most of the labiatae are very aromatic. They are employed in medicine and for the preparation of scented waters. Such are the mint, lavender, rosemary, sage, thyme, balm, etc. The family of Boraginae is closely allied to the labiatae. The type of this family is the borage. The family of Convoluvalaceae, which is also composed of Hypogynus monopetalus plaliens, which has the bindweeds as its type, which are common in our fields and gardens. A species of the bindweeds furnishes jalap, an active purgative medicine. We also place in the class of Hypocoralae in the family of Primoculaceae, the type of which is the primrose, the gentianae, and several others. The family of Sananthiariae, from the Greek sun, with an anthos flower, or compositae, which belongs to the division of Monopetalus epicurolae, is very remarkable for the arrangement of its flowers. They are generally small and united in a close mass called capitulum upon a common receptacle. They are of two kinds. One has a regular chlorella in form of a funnel and called flosculus. The others have an irregular corolla, laterally warped in form of a little tongue. Finally, the anthers are united and form a tube, which is traversed by the style. Sometimes the capitulums are composed only of florets, like the thistle and artichoke, sometimes in demiflorets, as the dandelion and lettuce, and sometimes of florets in the center, and demiflorets occupying their circumference, as the sunflower and marigold. The first are frequently designated under the name of flosculus, the second are called semiflosculus, and the last radiate. 
other monopetalae with epigynous corollae have the anthers distinct and form the class named Corazantherae, which is divided into several families, among which are the Caprifolaceae, of which the honeysuckle is the type, and the Rubiaceae, a group in which we find the coffee, Peruvian bark, and Hippocanwa, etc. The coffee tree appears to be originally from Ethiopia, whence it was carried by the Arabians to different parts of Arabia, but particularly to the province of Yemen, and especially to the environs of Mocha. Toward the close of the 17th century, the Dutch carried it to Batavia, and about 1710, one of these precious plants was sent from this colony to Amsterdam. It was carefully cultivated in the botanical garden, and soon produced fruit, the seeds of which furnished the means of its rapid multiplication. For one of these young trees thus obtained, having been sent to Louis the Fourteenth, flourished in the garden of plants near Paris, and afforded the French government the means of introducing its cultivation into Martinique. It soon spread through the West Indies and Brazil, etc. The trunk of the coffee tree is cylindrical and rises to from 15 to 20 feet high. Its branches are somewhat knotty. Its leaves are lanceolate, shining, and of a deep green. Its flowers are white and almost sessile, and its fruit is fleshy, ovoid berries, which are at first green, then red, and finally black. Each berry encloses two fleshy nuts, each containing a seed convex outwardly and flat within, and marked on the flat side by a longitudinal groove. This shrub ordinarily flowers twice a year, but there is scarcely an interval between these periods, so that it is always loaded with flowers and fruit. The latter generally ripens four months after inflorescence, and must be gathered with care according to its state of maturity. The plant which furnishes us the medicine called Ipiconhua, used as an emetic, bears considerable analogy to the coffee tree, and is found in South America. The quinchona, or Peruvian bark, is so valuable in the treatment of intermittent fevers, is the bark of certain trees which also belong to the family of Rubiaceae. They grow in Peru. End of section 9